Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're still in our series entitled Wrestling with the Issues. And today I'll be covering contentment. Where to begin? Where to begin? Hmm. I think I'll begin at the end today. The goal for today is to talk about contentment. Here's the abbreviated version. First, we'll move from 2020 back to the year of Jubilee, then forward to Jesus, then back to the Sabbath, and finally forward to finding contentment today. We have a hotly debated topic here in 2020 with the pandemic response. Much has already been said, but one thing remains. We are experiencing a drastic upset to society. Is there legitimate concern over the financial state of our state? I don't see how anyone could deny that these concerns exist. What you may not realize is that God is in favor of the occasional total upset to society. You see, what isn't good for the market may turn out being great for our faith. In much the same way that hardships are used to turn us back to God for rescue. But what we're experiencing in 2020 may be slightly different than hardship. I'm calling this message wrestling with God, but it is about contentment. So here we go. Of the patriarchs, Jacob was the one who wrestles with God. And this is when his name is changed to Israel. God tells him, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Today, I hope to better equip you to strive with God and with men and prevail by addressing how our contentment is directly related to how we are wrestling with God. We have something to learn from Jacob that begins in creation. In six days, God created everything from nothing. And on the seventh day, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This day of rest is modeled by God as a pattern for the rhythm of life. Rest is significant, but how we rest and why we rest seems to constantly puzzle us. And so that seems to be a significant reason why contentment constantly evades us too. This pattern of Sabbath is repeated throughout Scripture. Jumping forward to the Exodus where God leads Moses to rescue the Israelites from Egypt. We have the manna in the wilderness that is provided six days with instruction to rest on the seventh. And then God gives us the Ten Commandments to Moses. Including the commandment to remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. This isn't a suggestion. It's the way God made us. Ignoring the Sabbath is like using a rolling swivel chair as a stepladder. 
It might work a few times, but before long, you'll learn that it was not meant to be used that way. Your life was not made to be lived without Sabbath. Now before you think I'm preaching to those of you in church or to those of you watching from home about the importance of worship, let me stop you there. This is altogether something more as we'll see in the year of Jubilee. Here's the background on the year of Jubilee. You may recall that Israel has 12 sons who are called the Israelites. One of those sons is Levi and his family were the priests. The book Leviticus is mostly written to help them as priests communicate God's holiness to the people. Toward the end of that book, we have this concept of the year of Jubilee and talk about a major upset to society. Leviticus chapter 25 details at great length what God commands for this year of Jubilee. Every 50 years, a big reset button is pushed on society where all people in servitude are released. All debts are essentially forgiven and all property returned to the original owner. Can you just imagine what kind of upset that policy would cause on a society if all the property was returned and debt forgiven? Can you perhaps see some similarities to how upsetting our year has been? The second half of our text for today's message says, It shall be a jubilee for you when each of you shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. Go home and be with your family. For people who were in bondage or servitude, that was probably the best news ever. But for those who have to give back the land, lose servants or cancel debts, and for those of us who go home to new stress, that doesn't always seem like great news. Oh, and did I mention that this was supposed to happen every 50 years? Let's actually break that down. We first learn of the Sabbath year, which is every seventh year. And that was a time for the land to rest and lie fallow. But Sabbath can be taken a third step to the year of Jubilee. So Jubilee happens every 50 years. If the Sabbath year is the seventh year, then seven Sabbath years would be seven times seven, or 49 years. And the following year is called the year of Jubilee. It happens every 50 years. The first half of our text for today's message says, And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. Now this is the ironic part. Pastor Brandt mentioned this verse last week during the patriotic praise service. These words of Leviticus 25 verse 10 are etched into the Liberty Bell. And as we're about to see, this passage has a direct connection to the ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. 
In our gospel lesson, you heard these words. Jesus took the scroll of Isaiah and read from the 61st chapter. And that prophecy points to an ultimate jubilee where God would forgive all debts of sin and where God would restore creation to himself through the Messiah. Jesus, after being baptized, picks this Isaiah text as his inaugural sermon to highlight one of his main purposes for ministry, to bring an ultimate jubilee that proclaims liberty for all people from their bondage to sin. This is the gospel, plain and simple. Jesus is our jubilee. The practice of having a year of Jubilee was then and remains a way of fully appreciating Sabbath and a way of prevailing when striving with men. But the year of Jubilee was never able to strive with God and prevail. It could free the people from their debts to one another and it could restore people from servitude to one another but it could never release them from sin. It could only point forward as it does in the prophecy of Isaiah to the one who God would send to defeat sin, Jesus. The idea of Sabbath is properly rest, but not exclusively rest. Keeping it a holy day is where we get holiday. So taking a holiday is not just taking a day off. It is meant to be set apart as holy. Your idea of rest or holiday should be Sabbath. Certainly, rest is beneficial for us. As Jesus said in Mark chapter 2, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath is how you were created. Sabbath was made to equip you with God's blessings of his word and presence. And without God's blessing, you're wrestling with life for no reason. God created you to need his presence in your life. You actually need to be wrestling with God. Church counts, sure. But Sabbath rest is also about creating space for God to act and then looking for his blessing. It might be that we end up wrestling with a particular issue or tension, but Sabbath is about seeking God's word and will for your life in that situation. The question is this, are we taking a holiday to take a holy day? Or are we just content to be wrestling with man? To which I'd argue, we can't be content without Sabbath. Jacob refused to walk away without God's blessing because that is the outcome of spending time wrestling with God. And it's done in Sabbath rest. Now, wrestling all night might not sound like much of a rest, and it isn't. But Sabbath is about more than rest. It is about recognizing that you are rejuvenated in the Lord. Your source for that much needed holiday is to spend a holy day with your creator. In his word, looking for jubilee in Jesus and trusting him to guide your much needed holy day. 
our big jubilee, our reset button is found in God and it happens through Sabbath where we seek God and his word and always find Jesus. And Sabbath is an upset to the rhythm of life. But wrestling with God for his blessing will equip you to prevail against God and man. Certainly, we've established the basis for observing a Sabbath. Although you might be wondering what happened to our Sabbath observance. You might also be wondering what concrete reminder we have to point us to the Creator like the year of Jubilee did for the Israelites? These are good questions, and they are perfect examples of wrestling with God. If you don't see any Sabbath in your life, then you're missing out. Gladly hearing his word preached and reflecting on his word are fundamental to Sabbath since they prompt you to seek him. I wrestled with how to give you a tangible answer to this question about the year of Jubilee. We don't want to bring back the year of Jubilee because we have the ultimate Jubilee in Christ. But perhaps we do have something that wasn't accessible to every Israelite that can be our reminder. The Bible. I don't suggest waiting 50 years to read it, but God's word is where we ought to take holiday. Contentment is caught by creatures who live in a right relationship to their creator. This means that you live a life of faith rooted in Christ and in his atoning sacrifice as our ultimate jubilee. And you live a life with Sabbath as your rhythm and holiday. I pray that you catch contentment as you wrestle with God and prevail by God's word. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.